everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was, or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week, this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. This is part two of a two-part interview with Mary Bess Corbin. If you haven't listened to part one, make sure you go back and listen to that first. I think just as human beings, we're so, we avoid confrontation too much and we think that there's not like a middle ground, a middle way of saying things. So when people are saying something, it doesn't mean you have to avoid them. It doesn't mean you have to bitch slap them. You know, say something back like, hey, this is really important to me. And and I'd really appreciate it if you respect, you know, my goals. It, it doesn't have to be for you, but, you know, it hurts my feelings when you discourage me or whatever. Just be honest. If, if all of us could just be more honest and transparent, um, we go yeah. a lot further for sure. I um, think so too. And if, if everybody could just treat everybody with love, I mean, that, and that's the hardest thing sometimes, you know, you just, mm-hmm. you got to be gentle with folks, you know, okay, they, maybe that's their journey. That's fine. Let's, like you said, respect that, you know, maybe I don't agree with it. Maybe I don't, you know, find that that's important to me, you know, but let, you know, just let you do your thing and that's cool. So Exactly. Exactly. Well, you put up, and I I should have pulled it up so I had it on my screen. But I'll I'll we can summarize here. So, the the whole reason I reached out to her is, is did you put that post up in January in the red carpet group? Yes. Or was it February. No, I'm sorry, no, no. Or, or December. It would, it would have either been the very end of the year in like last week of December or early January. I can't remember, but it was right in there, right at the yeah. beginning of the new year. And you know just. You say, you say like what, what you, okay, so I'll summarize and then I'm going to let you elaborate. So I see this post and I think it was in the red carpet ready group and it was Mary best. And she's like, Hey, I just want to let, you know, everybody in here know, um, what I've, what I've been doing. Um, I decided a year ago that I wanted to, you know, I think you might've said something like I gained a little bit of weight. I, I kind of, you know, been a little easy here or there. And I wanted to tighten yeah. things up. And she said, I made a commitment that I was going to do X, Y, and Z over the next year. And so, and she said, so here's what I did. You know, I wanted to, she said, I wanted to lose 20 pounds. And I, I love first and foremost that she said, I decided over the next year, 
Like, and, and, and that's point number one coming from Kelly Alexa, who is Miss, how can I lose 20 pounds in 48 hours? Alexa, that's been me for the past <laughs> nine, 10 years because I'm so insecure and so self-conscious and I want to get slim fast. I, I know better now. And I have jumped from diet to diet to diet. I have not been consistent. I have not been persistent. I have given up. I have binged. Those are all things I've done in the past repeatedly. And now I see like, hey, there's a reason why that doesn't work. You know, it's like (laughs) if somebody gives you a prescription and you take one pill one day and then you just go back to it a month later, that's not going to work for you. The same thing with fitness. So she put up and she said, I want to lose, I wanted to lose 20 pounds and I decided I was going to do this. And here's what I did, you know, and she, she shared what she did over the year. And a lot of it was walking. She shared how many steps she did. And, and I'm going to let you kind of pick it up from there. But essentially what I saw was she, she was able to say after a year of just doing, and it wasn't like I went to, you know, the Dalai Lama and I was, I reached enlightenment. It wasn't, it wasn't anything like I bought this program by Oprah or it wasn't, I changed from paleo to vegan. It was just a life and a lifestyle focus and, and consistency. And she's like, after a year, I'm down 20, I'll let her, you know, share the, the statistics, but I, I'm watching that and I'm like, you know what, this is what, because it was what had just come to me uh, of the realization, like, I need to get back to giving something a year. I need to say, instead of giving myself these unrealistic deadlines, I need to, you know, give things a year and more women need to do that. Instead of saying, you know, how fast can I lose weight, whatever. It's cool to do challenges and fun things along the way, but say to yourself, if you're, if it's March 20th and you're going to start on a journey, go, what am I going to accomplish by March 20th of next year at this time? It doesn't have to be January 1st, but what she was able to accomplish with simple lifestyle changes was extraordinary. And I'm like, she needs to be on the show because if more women could hear that and neither one of us. So how old are you, Mary Bass? Because you kind of said your age earlier, but I'm 50. Yes. Yeah. I just uh, turned 51 this past uh, November. Okay. So and I'm turning I'm 51 pro- approaching, in. Yeah in like five weeks. So, okay. I gave oh. the setup you. So, and that, this is why I want her on the show. Like neither one of us are 25. We're not 30. We have, you know, dealt with all <laughs> kinds of, you know, we're hormone issues, things, issues along the way, food issues, whatever. And yet lifestyle changes. This woman was able to accomplish stuff in, in a year. And I'm like, more women need to do this. They need to follow in her lead because it's sensible, it's reasonable, and yet you got amazing results. So I gave you the layup. You tell us what you did. Thank you. Well, yeah. So a little over a year ago, I guess it was maybe fall, maybe October, fourth quarter of 2018, um, a friend of mine, good friend of mine decided, you know, he needed to lose about 40 pounds. He's, you know, about our age. And, uh, you know, he got involved with a, um, a program because most guys don't know how to eat, you know, healthy. You like these <laughs> girls are all focused on it. The guys most times aren't, they don't know what to do. So anyway, he, he decided to go with a, a weight loss program, which was kind of, kind of keto like, but not hardcore keto anyway. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to kind of keep my eyes open and, and see what he's up to and just see what I can learn from this. Um, so basically, um, he was, you know, eating about equal portions, maybe healthy fats and lean proteins and then low carbs, you know, regular keto, I think is super high fat, mm-hmm. maybe 
less protein and even less carbs, but I can't do that. My body just doesn't handle Amen. The fats. Well, gallbladder, you know, I guess my family maybe has some history of gallbladder stuff. So I could, you know, if I do too much fat, I can kind of sense it. So anyway, that wasn't for me. So I just kind of thought, you know, I'm just going to kind of mimic what they're, what he's doing and just kind of see. Um, so, and basically and in order to lose calories or lose weight, you need to have a caloric deficit. And so I kind of went online and determined, you know, roughly about what my resting burn rate was for calories. Now, again, I didn't go have my weight and body composition, all that checked at that point. I still haven't. Um, but so basically online, I determined what my race, resting burn was and decided to drop 500 calories a day in order to be in deficit. Um, and 500 calories a day times seven is roughly one pound a week. Mm-hmm. Of fat or weight loss. And so I'm like, okay, I can handle that. So doesn't mean I was eating 700-ish or so calories a day in, you know, comp- or starchy carbs or anything like that. I was doing lean chicken, you know, some eggs, you know, lean, lean proteins, just in smaller amounts. Um, still having my complex carbs like salad and, you know, some healthy green nutrient-dense vegetables. Um, and then minimal healthy fats like avocados, my thing. I don't need a whole avocado or haven't been just a small portion. Um, but you know, olive oil, just some healthy things, but keeping it minimal. Now I am so stress averse if I can help it. I mean, I want to live and enjoy life. No stress. Mm -hmm. Let's be happy all day long if we can. (laughs) Life gets in the way. That's not always possible, but that's the goal that I reach towards. So I'm like, I'm not going to stress about this diet. And lately in the past couple of years, I've had the opportunity to travel and travel internationally quite a bit. And so I'm like, if I'm going to Paris, I'm going to enjoy, you know, those croissants in the mm-hmm. cafe mocha at the same time if I want, but <gasps> that's crazy. I'm just I know, but I know it's like, Oh gosh, what did she just do? But I'm like, Oh, I so enjoyed it. And they, you know, they make things so often internationally without all the, um, you know, the, the fake chemicals I've and everything that. that's in there. It's all, excuse me, it's all, you know, 100% normal stuff. And so it, the pastries taste divine. Yet again, I'm highly aware of what I'm doing. So I'm not eating pastry every meal, but I'm enjoying them immensely as I, and I sit there and I take my time with it. So I'm really relishing it and enjoying mm-hmm. it, not scarfing it down and forgetting I even had one. But then I'm also walking all over the place. I'm being highly diligent about getting those steps in and just sightseeing. So I do that in all my travels. I will enjoy the local wine, the local treats. I I love sweets, always have. Um, But, you know, get my exercise in as well. But it's non-stressful exercise. And I'm seeing places I've never seen before or revisiting some of my favorite spots but really enjoying it. And I always find that when I come back from a trip, I've usually lost at least two to four pounds. I swear every time, even though enjoying those treats and not stressing about it. I think the body picks up so much on stress. And if we're overthinking things and not living in the moment, then Mm -hmm. we're missing out on the joy of life, you know? And again, you know, a tornado could, could come through like it just did two days ago here in Nashville. And things could change in the blink of an eye. And then you're like, okay, maybe I should have enjoyed that pastry a little more or, you know, so I don't know. So that's been my thing over the past year. So 
I've been eating in deficit. Now, this is not a long-term thing because if you keep eating in deficit, you're just going to keep losing and that's not the point. But I wanted to lose about 15 to 20 pounds because life happens and, and because I still have, you know, all my hormones going on, you know, life mm-hmm. as a female past 40 is tricky. So you <laughs> ebb and flow and your weight goes up and down. It can be a complete psychological battle. I refuse to give into that, you know, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to enjoy my treats. I'm going to get my stress-free exercise in with, in addition to the stress-free cardio, walking is my main thing. I'm still doing Valerie Waters programs, you know, weights two to three times a week. Again, her mindset of keeping the body toned, not bulking up. And again, as females, we're not genetically designed to bulk up. So, you know, that I still do all of that. Um, and the weight has come off. And I mean, my body composition has changed. I mean, less fluffy fat, less inflammation, because I mean, some of that happens in the gut. And when we're inflamed, mm-hmm. you know, the body holds on to water and that's why we're puffy and we feel disgusting. And so anyway, the body composition has changed. Um, I, I look leaner, my clothes fit more lean, um, and I'm not stressed about it. So that's what I've been doing over the year. Um, I've, again, I've fluctuated up and down in the last probably four months. Um, I go up and down by like anywhere from two to six pounds, which is crazy, but I'm not going to let that psychologically freak me out. I still fit in my smaller clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, I'm, I just had some blood work actually taken this morning, so hopefully all my numbers are still good. Um, nothing's out of the ordinary, and uh I'll just keep moving forward. So now once I get back down a couple of pounds to my, where I want to be on the scale, you know, I will reset my calories um, to be at a maintenance intake, not mm-hmm. eating in deficit. So I haven't felt deprived. I've had my treats. I've, you know, had my red wine, which I love, um, but I've kept it within reason, you know, and you know, if we completely give up certain things because we think, oh, they're not good for us or, you know, I'm derailing myself or then we're going to think about them constantly and possibly binge on them later and think, oh gosh, I can't get back on the train. I'm, I'm just derailed and, you know, mm-hmm. I'll never, I'll never be where I want to be. And you give up. And so you can't do that. You have to allow yourself your little indulgences, enjoy life with your friends. And anyway, that's what's I been going on the past year. <laughs> I really, really no stress. agree. And you brought up several points that I think are so that I have learned with experience and, and I, I hesitate to use the word preach, but I, I preach it to, to people who follow me, to women I'm coaching from a fitness perspective um, because I've seen it happen. So number one, I love how you're focusing on keeping your stress down. And even you mentioned it in the context of exercise, because certainly I've had experience where I've just, you know, again, my goal in the past was always, I've always been so insecure in my body. And before I realized I was in hormonal balance, I just thought more was better. And it was actually Valerie who would, she would see some of my posts where I would put my caloric burn from on my heart rate monitor up on social media. And she's like, why are you doing a thousand calorie burn workout? And I'm like, cause, cause my mindset was if 500 calories better is good, then 600 is better. 700 is better. Eight, and I just kept working out more and more and more. So I would take the red carpet ready workouts or the um, action hero babe and, and I would add cardio afterwards or I would do more. I just thought more was better because then I would get there faster. Right. And so that 
exercise is stress on the body. So when you do so much exercise, that is a lot of stress. Your body is like WTH, what is going on? (laughs) And so so that, I love that you brought up um, stress-free exercise because it doesn't necessarily mean for everybody listening, I'm not saying don't work out at the gym, don't do CrossFit, only do walking. That's not what I'm saying. But be reasonable. And there's a lot more people that you'll start to see. And I'll link up some of these in the show notes for this episode. Um, Some people who train really hard and have really great physiques, but they're putting out a lot of messaging right now saying, hey, you know what? I used to train seven days a week. Now I do four. And there's a rest day in between each of those days. And now because I'm resting more, I'm I'm better able to perform on my workouts. And I I don't train for two hours. So that's what we mean by stress you know, don't kill yourself with your working out. That's, that's never going to end up being successful. I also love, of course, that you brought up caloric deficit. Um, for me, it was caloric deficit is something that the, the whole concept of caloric deficit and dieting is, has been demonized by the fitness industry for years and maybe more, even over a decade. And, you know, it kind of got to that messaging where they're like, you know, diet is a bad word, make it a lifestyle conceptually that makes sense, but it got people away from realizing you have to eat less if you're going to lose weight, period. And so for me, yeah, I'd been that fitness person who was like not recording all my food. And I look back over the day, I reflect over the day and go, okay, what did I have for breakfast? I had an egg white omelet. So that was good. I had just a little bit of the potatoes. So that was good. I had my bulletproof coffee. That was good. Like if I labeled food as quote unquote good, meaning it was organic, it was the right thing. I thought it was cool because that's what I'd been told. I'm like, oh, well, I had steak and I had avocado. That's healthy fat. And I had broccoli and I had a potato. But the steak, what I didn't realize was a portion of a steak for me is four ounces. And that steak that I ordered at the steakhouse with the client was Mm -hmm. nine ounces or 12 ounces. And yet I would tell myself before I was in caloric deficit and focusing on this, oh, it's steak. It's, it's red meat. It's good for me. And it's grass fed. So it's good for me. And you'd eat the whole thing and you're, you're overeating. So I love that you brought up caloric deficit because this is, you know, I'm like on the bandwagon. And and for me, it was being exposed to Jordan Syatt um, and him talking about caloric deficit. And he also mirrors, he just put a post up about what you just said, which is have some treats. Like if you, on one hand, I, re- I realize how important it is to diet, but you can diet and be creative so that just like Mary Beth said, you can still have your wine and still have your chocolate. And then, hey, maybe you have an unplanned cheat meal, right? Like an extra one. Yeah. Then you just uh, balance it out with the rest of the week. Too many people don't realize exactly. they can do that. Yeah. I mean, calories can be, I mean, your calorie count doesn't need to be hyper-focused just for the day. I mean, look at it over the arc of a whole week. You know, maybe one day you're having those extra little treats, a glass of wine, some chocolate or, you know, the the donut, if that's what you had wanted. And your daily calories that day ended up being, you know, 1,500 to 2,000, whatever. Um, But then maybe you cut back a little the next few days and you're, of course, you're not having all the extra wine and donuts the rest of the week. You're eating your nutrient dense food that can still be delicious with your healthy fat and your seasonings and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah. So 
And some people, you know, when they started asking me, what are you doing? You look great. And I'm like, well, I'm actually, I'm reining it in. I'm eating within caloric, in a caloric deficit. And that is equaling, at least for my particular burn rate, about 700 to 800 calories a day. And they're freaking out. They're like, oh no, you're, you know, that's not a way to eat. You know, you're going to hurt yourself. You hurt your metabolism and you can't eat like that. And you should have at least 1200 calories a day. And I'm like, well, you know, 1,200 calories a day basically is my resting burn. So I'm not going to be doing myself any favors or not making any, anything happen unless I eat in deficit or add some additional exercise to make up that deficit with the extra burn. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be eating 700 calories a day for the rest of my life. I would wither away because <laughs> I'd be in deficit so long. So it's just a temporary thing until you get to the weight loss you want to be. And then you recalculate your calories to what your new resting rate is. And that's what I've done. So and exactly. I don't eat the whole avocado. I eat maybe two ounces of it. Yeah. And I mean, that's where having something as simple as a scale, you know. Yes. Um, Kitchen scale wonders. is good. I mean, I bring a scale with me when, yeah. I, when I travel. And it really is yes. just about winging it. It's just not, winging it is not good when you go to the gym because if you don't have a plan, you'll be there for five hours, you know, trying to figure out what you're going to do and winging it with your diet. It's, it's just not going to work. Um, for everybody, well, can, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, sorry to interrupt. I mean, you can get psychologically crazy. Like if you're hyper-focused on weighing every little thing that you eat, mm -hmm. well, you know, you have to have an, at least an initial kickoff period where you do weigh everything you eat. So you have an idea of how much you're getting. So out in public, I know what about two ounces of avocado looks like if I'm at a restaurant or yeah. somebody's house. So I know that that's about what I need to have. Do I have to be exactly precise when I'm eating that some out somewhere? No, but generally I have an idea. So it's a good learning tool. And like you said earlier, um, journaling. Oh my gosh, I write everything down. Now for yeah. me, the apps on the phone with calculating, that's too stressful. That takes too much of my time to try to enter all that stuff in. I I'm do an old-fashioned little spiral journal. I write Me too. what I'm having, you know, and sometimes it's a guess about how many calories or, you know, grams or whatever I'm eating. But I have a general little map of what I did for the day. So I can be like, okay, I'm within that range or I was completely out of range today. Let's rein it in the next few days, you know? Yeah. So it helps. And that, that I'm glad that you brought that up too, because, you know, the point about don't just look at when you're focusing on caloric deficit, when you're dieting, number one, um, it is supposed to be for a period of time that you diet, stick with it, and then you go into maintenance mode. Okay. So that's key. You're not supposed to be dieting like so many women who will go, oh my God, I've been dieting for 10 years and nothing works. Well, that's the problem is that you really haven't been <laughs> dieting. You've been half-assing it. And, you know, it's not good either way because you're not letting yourself indulge and you're probably secretly binging, but then you're not getting the results. So then it seems like forever, make it a shorter window of time, make it an impactful window of time, but then go into maintenance. So I love that you right. brought that and up. Ma and maintenance doesn't necessarily mean, let's go back to the old way of eating and, and yes. having a donut every day for breakfast with my coffee and mocha and, you know, dessert after every dinner meal. That doesn't mean that. That just means that you are, you're getting a little more calories to maintain where you are. Mm -hmm. You still want to eat 
healthy, you know, and again, yeah. still have your treats, but at a different level of caloric intake for the day. Exactly. exactly. And for me, um, you know, when you were talking about, Hey, don't look at your calories just in that day. I, for me, what I found works is I look at it week by week. And so I've, I've done a whole other episode. It actually was originally a Facebook live in my group and my group, my Facebook group, heavy plug that I created because of Mary Bess. Um, you're in the group, right? That's a year of you first. So honored. Yeah. You know, I, I truly know that I've actually plugged in yet. I've been so busy that I need to, I need to sit down and join that. Well, now that I'm finally back to to normal health, like I'm getting in there every day now, um, and we're going to do some really great things because I really am. I'm just so passionate about, you know, getting women to see when I see a woman who is, you know, complaining, going, you know, nothing works for me, uh, you know, and and I I always know I'll talk to somebody and go are you getting blood work done? You know, 50% of them have never gotten blood work done. They have no idea where their hormones are at. I'm like, number one, that's what you got to do. And then number two, you know, discovering how they've been messing up like me. And, and sometimes you can feel bad. You can feel like, oh my God, I've wasted so much time. I've been doing everything wrong. I've been ignoring the basics. Well, the good thing is now, you know, so when you know, yes. now you can do the right thing. Um, exactly. So, you have yeah. to be honest with yourself. You know, like you said, oh my God, you know, maybe I was eating extra cookies here and there and just not journaling it, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to be honest with what you're doing. But, um, secondly, um, gosh, where was I going with that? Something I'm so glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing too. It's like, again, if I'm not journaling this down, I'm not going to remember exactly what I ate, but I'm going to mm-hmm. write down that I had maybe two glasses of wine and a full slice of cheesecake and some extra chocolate almonds. But that's the honest truth, you know? If you want to see the changes happen, you have to be honest and make those changes. But also when you, I was just going to say, when you are eating in caloric deficit and you're still eating in your healthy modes, it was eye opening to me, um, the, the carbs, I mean, just starchy carbs. I don't know if it has an effect on my gut, maybe not grains. I've limited them, limited the grains, limited, you know, the processed things, obviously that's made a huge difference. But also when you're in this mode of eating a little bit less and deficit, you want to make sure you're getting your nutrition. Um, so I've made a point to make sure I have my, uh, a daily multi- multiple vitamin, fish oil, uh, mm-hmm. calcium, a green tea supplement. Um, and of course, I've been tested and I've, I'm always low in vitamin D. So I personally take a vitamin D supplement. And of course, a fiber supplement because, you know, again, you're you just need that to keep everything yeah. flowing through and going on because, you know, if you're not regular, let's just be honest, you're harboring all those toxins and that's not good for your health either. So anyway. So true. I'm glad you brought that up because supplements are an area where it can be so easily misunderstood. And, you know, I, I was able to see myself in my own life. I got a little sloppy and there were, you know, I got to the point when I was so I moved down to San Antonio end of March last year. So I've been here almost a year. And mm-hmm. when I was in Austin, I was in a, in a habit. I was in a groove and I had all these supplements that I would put into, you know, they were in a certain cabinet and every morning when I'd make my coffee, I'd pull my, all these jars of supplements out and I would put them, you know, here's my morning dose. Here's my afternoon dose. And it was a lot of pills. I personally do not enjoy taking pills. I'm not good at taking pills. Um, I have a very small, I don't know, throat canal, whatever it's called. Steve laughs at me when I say that because he (laughs) he takes a big handful of pills, puts them in his mouth and swallows them and he's fine. I'm like gagging and I have to chase it. That would get stuck. 
Yeah, mine gets stuck. <laughs> and so I, I, I was in a habit and then I got sloppy because I remember thinking like, do I need to take this? Do I need to take this? And I, st- I, I wanted, you know, I mean, to be real with all of the stuff I take for hypothyroidism, for hormones, for adrenal fatigue. And then, yeah, like you, I was low on iron. When my blood work came back, I was low on vitamin D. So I was taking that, you know, plus a multivitamin, plus fish oil. It's a lot, you know, I was ending, I was spending, you know, four or $500 on supplements, which can be typical for a lot of people. And sometimes sure. you think, this isn't working. This isn't doing anything because you don't, it's not like you take a pill and two seconds later, you're like Superman flying out and and conquering the world. So (laughs) it's very easy. And I stopped buying a lot of the things that I was taking on a regular basis. And what's interesting is when I got down here and it was about four or five months in and I started having chronic headaches and and a lot of digestion and bloating issues, um, I suddenly realized how many of my good habits I'd let go. I'd stopped in the morning doing my lime juice and Himalayan sea salt and water shot. And I'm like, why did I stop doing that? And so I added that back in. I'd stopped taking my greens every morning. Now I take my greens every morning. Um, and so, yeah, the, the topic of supplements and vitamins, people, if you're not, if you're not taking things to supplement, they are not miracle workers. I'm not talking about fat burners. I'm not talking about creatine and, and all of that. I'm talking about vitamins and supplements that can actually create a, a significant impact on your gut health, on your health. So we'll do a whole other show on that because I do want to educate. But I'm glad that you brought that up because that's key. So yes. we went way over and I have another podcast oh. in five minutes. As you, I do this with oh, every guest, Mary Bass. This is my problem. So I'm a talker. Oh, um, I can- and I could talk all day long, all week long about this. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's my hobby. You know, I just want to proact to health and age gracefully. So it, I'm always it, reading and researching. You wear it well. You wear it well. You look great. Thank um, you. Tell people that I think you said the best place for them to connect with you is on Twitter. What is your handle on Twitter? Yes. Best way is Twitter. Um, it's MB as in Mary Beth, management marketing. So MB, MGT. M-K-T. And, and I I'll think link, Kelly yeah, I'll link mentioned you link that. Perfect. Yeah, I'll put that in the yes. show notes. Um, so Mary Best, dear, thank you so much uh, for being on the show. For everybody listening, oh. I encourage you, shout out to her on Twitter, say hello. And I hope this show was really enlightening for you because honestly, when I saw what she did and how, you know, just... You know, matter of fact, she was about it. Getting fit and, and creating some great results, it doesn't have to be this overwhelming mountainous climb. It's a series of steps. It's sticking with it. It's realizing the, the, the important basics. You know, she mentioned a lot of key points here, keeping the stress down, being consistent with your exercise, being in a caloric deficit, but also having treats. I love all the points you brought up. And you're Aww, obviously- yeah, a walking testament of, of outstanding <laughs> health. And um, I will link up as well to the Messiah show, to everything we talked about. Um, I've got to hop, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you next time on The Kelly O Show. Thanks, Kelly. Hey, everybody. You've reached the end of this two-part interview with Mary Beth Corbin. I hope you enjoyed her story and what she did. And I certainly encourage you again, uh, for all of you ladies that are listening, please head on over to Facebook and ask to join our 
Facebook group, A Year of You First. This is for ladies only. This is an accountability group. Again, it is not strictly focused on weight loss and fitness, although we do cover that. And it's all about accountability and community for women, a safe spot for them to talk about, hey, this is what's working for me. This is not what's working for me. And how can I be around other women who are committed to taking a year to improve themselves. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, please share it with your friends, your colleagues, your coworkers, your family. If you haven't taken the time to do so yet, I would sincerely appreciate a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. If you've got questions for me, things that you would like to see me cover with guests or things that you'd like to see me cover on the show from my personal experience, please just head on over to kellyalexa.com. Use the contact me form. That'll get right to me and my team. You can use that contact me form if you'd like to nominate a guest that we interview. If you, that guest can be yourself as well. If you would like to inquire about ad spots or sponsorship opportunities for the podcast or for our blog, YouTube channel, etc. Thank you so much, everybody for tuning in. We will see you next time on the Kelly O Show.